Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined as always by Cedra Sarton and Wesley Wildman. I got to come first this you time. Did. As I was saying, it was like, oh, I reversed the order. You did. It's all right. Everybody gets their time to Yay, <laughs> be it's first. So and, <laughs> and I will not take it offensive. You don't. No, no. no. you shouldn't. You should. I'm the least <laughs> offended person I think I've ever met. <laughs> I don't know if I that love, makes sense. I love that. I love that. I, <laughs> You've I, met yourself. I've met myself, <laughs> and I get offended at hardly nothing. All right. Well, so, hopefully we can get to the end of this episode and keep that intact. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think what we're talking about today, I think we'll be able to swing that. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so, going to be too offensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope not, because we're going to be talking about laying a strong spiritual foundation while you are young. Yeah. And... Before we yes. jump in, though, mm-hmm. if you want to know more about what we do yeah. and you're hearing us for the first time mm-hmm. or maybe the second time, um, please check out EngageMagazine.net to see more articles. Uh, all You can go back and listen to all of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. There are different ways you can listen. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can just listen on the website. It's yep. there for anybody. And there's just tons of content. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. Wow. I did so good with Cedra. Yeah. yeah. I feel so <laughs> proud of myself right now. <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> you, taught, you taught her everything I'm she being, knows. I'm getting that's trained. Why, you know what? I've done so well. That's why she went first. Yes. I've lost She's graduated my, finally. <laughs> graduated. <laughs> what, are they, what are they I say? did drop one, though. I forgot that we ha- also have a YouTube channel. We do. Yeah. So if you uh, don't want to just listen, but you want to see our beautiful smiling faces, go to our mm-hmm. YouTube channel, which is also on the website. <laughs> and, and our amazing water mm-hmm. bottles. Yes, our amazing water bottles. Yeah. And if, if at any time you hear something that we say that you have a question about, you can email us at Engage Magazine. No, it's, no, it's just engage FAQ. That's wrong. Engage FAQ at AFA.net. And we will see your email and we will reply to you. At least you repented and you yeah. confessed your it sins. It was a quick repentance. I, think I, just I wouldn't did. call it a sin. I think I just did. <laughs> I it was I just, a lie, I guess, technically. But I think I just did such a good job. I intimidated <laughs> him. And so he. Right. No, I'm just and I'm going to attribute this to you laying a spiritual foundation while you were young to bring it okay. back to the topic okay. of this episode. <laughs> So what is the hard title for today? Do we have a hard subject line? I know, uh, the, I know what we're going to discuss. Yeah, we usually don't have like an episode title until I sit down and put it okay. together in right. post, yeah. um, which is what I do, by the way. I, I handle the video editing, and you, and you, Cedra, you do the audio side of things. Yes. Um, so I, I'll come up with a title Good if enough. we say something catchy or <laughs> if it makes sense. Nice. But I'll go ahead and say it right now, uh, Laying a Spiritual Foundation while you're young it'll be a little bit longer yeah. but that's a great that's a great title because that's what we're talking about yeah. and i know that i know that ahead. we've talked about uh as a more mature christian mm-hmm. we've spoken on how you should mm-hmm. how you should be there to mentor the younger christians right. but what mm-hmm. about the younger christians because it, i mean it's not just a one-sided thing you can't mm-hmm. rely on someone to feed you everything you got to start putting in the work yourself at, yeah uh, yeah, it, it is kind of, um, we're, we are kind of jumping off of the last uh, episode that mm-hmm. we did actually last week when we talked about exactly that, uh, the the responsibility that a more mature Christian has to um, younger Christians in giving them 
the encouragement and the boost that they need to be an even more mature Christian than they are. Because, I mean, if generations of Christians are being are 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 standing on the shoulders of one another, the the most recent generation of Christians should be the most mature. I mean, that that's mathematics. I mean, that, right. that that's just how it should be. Unfortunately, it's not how it is most of the time because, of course, we are human. There's mm-hmm. sin in the picture. There, I mean, there's a lot of things in that equation that lead to generational rifts. There's all sorts of cultural things involved. So, unfortunately, we don't see that all the time. But if we are walking in obedience, that should be the expectation at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are jumping off of that a little bit. Um, but we are, yeah, we are speaking directly to younger Christians. So if you are, it doesn't mean younger in age necessarily. This means, uh, although certainly we are talking to you if that's the case, um, but this, we could also be talking to Christians who are recent converts, mm-hmm. um, yeah. people who were new not believers. Christians at one point and are Christians recently. Yeah, fairly Except, new believers. Yeah. yeah. I think we all know people who have, who didn't become a Christian until later mm-hmm. and later in life. And, um, there, I've I've heard all those testimonies, you know, and they're mm-hmm. they they may be older, but they're very uh, I don't know how to <laughs> put it, but they're you know they their knowledge of the Bible is not yeah. may not be as advanced as younger people just right. because they're not used to it. I know um, for myself, I was raised in church, mm-hmm. um, so I did have a lot of knowledge in a, in a lot of things, but I didn't actually give my life to the Lord until I was in my twenties. Yeah, and I have a similar situation. I was, um, I had, been, I was baptized, I believe, when I was six, mm-hmm. maybe, because um, I, I did the prayer and I asked Jesus into my heart. Yes, um, like all well. good Baptist children do. <laughs> and then at the age of sixteen, I was actually converted. I actually repented and yeah. was baptized again for real, um, because it was a real conversion at that time. But um, that I mean, we we could share our testimonies, I suppose. But I think yeah. we've done that before. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things is, I think we can all remember that time when we were converted. There, you have this boost of energy, mm-hmm. where um, I've, I've heard a preacher say that every every wind that kind of brushes your neck, you turn around like, oh, Jesus, is that you? Yeah, <laughs> you just have that uh, that that sensitivity to the spirit. Sure. It's a really precious time. Um, but I think, and I think we can all remember that. But I think also we can all say that that does wear off, unfortunately. Yeah as you grow older as a person in a fallen uh, world. Mm, Exactly. So, I mean, you, you become uh, maybe used to being a Christian. You become used to the word of God and the excitement and energy that you have in the beginning wears off and you're left to actually work at it. I think of all those uh, years at going to youth church camp Mm -hmm. every summer and you come back and you're just, you know, as a young person, you've, you've, you've been having like every night at worship and you just feel like mm-hmm. this fire. Yeah. I felt that and I wasn't even, yeah. I wasn't even a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I come back and then that, that kind of wears off and then I just kind of go my own way. And I think that's where the real, the, the real change when you've really given your life to Christ kind of, that's where it takes over and motivates you to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read that it's that uh, that for the Christian, the evidence of a believer is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even somebody, even in the best case scenario where someone had, I guess, the perfect, um, in, in some sense, uh, atmosphere or environment growing up with, let's say, two Christian parents, 
um, Christian grandparents, uh, great church, yeah. um, uh, Bible-believing community, Christian education, all the above, mm. uh, good entertainment. If that, Even in that case, um, mm. um, they would still have a change in lifestyle because they would go from doing what they did for the wrong reason right. for the right reason right yeah. um so mm. so even in the, even in that case there's going to be some type of lifestyle change mm-hmm. that went from what you did before to what you're doing now and the, and the motive in which why yeah. you do the things yeah. and i really think that that's why you have every church should really have an active discipleship program or or system going on because you have you ha- say you have a young christian or or, or someone who uh, professes to be a christian there's sh- I, in my opinion, at least, this is not widely held, I don't think, but I think it's a good idea for there to be a period of examination. And I know that kind of sounds a little scary yeah. um, mm-hmm. b- because you don't, I mean, obviously you can't be too picky. I think sure, you can't yeah, have yeah. A, sm- a, a two of an arrow gate. Yeah. Um, but to be able to sit down with somebody and to talk to them and, and see, like, I mean, there, there are such things as the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible does give us the signs of conversion. So mm-hmm. why don't we look for those things yeah. before you affirm someone yeah you know what i mean so because there's a lot on the stake i mean the the name of the lord is on the stake and you don't want to take it in vain you don't want to allow that to be taken in vain um so there there is a discussion to be had there absolutely yeah and in my church growing up there was several meetings with the pastor Mm -hmm. um leading up to baptism that was when that process at at our church at that time still does that there was a process with the pastor that the parents and uh, assuming the parents are involved mm-hmm. in all that, the parents and the kid yeah. um, would meet with, they, if they, especially they were you know, under, still underneath mm-hmm. the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they would meet, and they would meet for a, a, a sequence of weeks. You know, I think, I, I believe, I was six, and I believe we met mm-hmm. for two, three months mm-hmm. or whatever before baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> and we talked, yeah. you know, and we um, discussed it. A lot of questions were asked and things like we prayed about it and, um, eventually baptized. Now, that of course we also know that the and we'll get back to this. Yeah, but, no, but this the is a bapt- good conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but the baptism also, all, obviously is mm. not what saves the person. Mm. That's the yeah. outward expression mm. and a, a, a witness to others mm. of your commitment mm. publicly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, a wedding ring. So what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyways, but hey, look, there's a passage of scripture I was I was searching through as y'all sure. were talking earlier about uh, that kind of fits in line here. Mm-hmm. We got a couple more we'll get to as well. But mm-hmm. in First Corinthians chapter three, it kind of reiterates what you just said, and that's it, brothers and sisters. I could not address you as people who live in the spirit, but as people who are worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready for it. You are still worldly. I'll say all I have to say is that he's addressing Christians there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's pointing out that they have yet to mature in their faith. Mm. And so one of the things we're going to talk about today is that, it, it, one, it is possible. Mm-hmm. It is possible for somebody to have a, a, a genuine conversion Absolutely. and still be very immature mm-hmm. in their faith and very be sh- can be very shallow or weak. Mm-hmm. Or or in some cases, I guess in a more positive term, would be un, uh, still new in their faith. Right. Yeah. Believer. Mm-hmm. So there's this process. So we need to. The reason I point that out is one, it's biblical, but two, or it's, it's biblically possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, that uh, allows us to be that much more patient. Right. And it is humbling for us to know that. Okay, at some point we're starting here, and we've all started there. And so we need to know that when we're having a, uh, these, what we may think as, do you not already know this? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Conversations mm-hmm. with Christians. We got to understand that there's some people that are not quite right. at that level for different reasons, and some that are 
or or could be resolved mm-hmm. through some of the uh, things that we're going to look at today. Yeah, and I, I think too. I mean, when when Paul is saying this to Christians, I think you can see that there is a high expectation. There is a high standard. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's a reasonable uh, expectation. Absolutely. Um, because when we think about what a Christian is, I mean, a Christian on their own power, of course, cannot cannot save themselves, mm-hmm. cannot be good and right. righteous and 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 repentant at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not talking about a Christian in their own power. We're talking about someone who isn't dwelled by the Holy Spirit. Right. I mean, that's God Himself. And I think a high standard of you know maturity, spiritual maturity, is a reasonable thing to expect. Yeah. It, it, Paul is not being mean here. He's not being like. You know, I gave you Seven milk and I left you, and then yeah, you know, yeah. he left you helpless, and I came back, and you're still drinking milk of mm. spiritually. Well, he he left them in, in good hands, I'm sure, with with a, a, a pastor, but also with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people weren't alone in their own power, so we can apply that to ourselves yeah. and say we don't really have an excuse other than we are sinful when when it comes to our spiritual maturity or their lack thereof. So, mm-hmm. in our spiritual maturity, what are what is what's the first thing that we can do? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that we can do, um, Paul says in Ephesians five fifteen through 16, he says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I think one of, one of the first things that we, we should do is realize that right now is the time to start and we mm-hmm. need to begin to live intentionally. Uh, we don't need to just kind of sit back and be like, okay, God, you got this. I'm not going to, I'm going to, uh, Jesus take the wheel kind yes, of attitude yeah. towards your spiritual walk. I mean, it's a spiritual walk, right? It's, it's, it's an active thing to do and you're not doing it in your own power. You are relying on the strength of God, but you're doing it. You, you are actually walking. Um, you're in redeeming the time. This is why we're saying do this while you're young. <laughs> we're, when I think you're specifically now talking to young Christians, mm-hmm. um, maybe in your 20s this is if you're not starting now Mm -hmm. if if you're a christian and you're just sort of coasting right now and maybe you know allowing just showing up yeah showing up to church allowing the older christians around you to spoon feed you Mm -hmm. the bible you're doing well you're doing yourself a great disservice but you're also kind of dishonoring god in that Mm -hmm. um because the expectation is you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit. You have everything necessary yeah. to really take some serious steps forward in your faith. And if you're not doing that, it's on you. Yeah. It really is. I, go go oh, ahead. I was going to say, and in 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 today's days, mm-hmm. we have something that people before us didn't mm-hmm. have, and that is the scriptures readily available <laughs> to us at yes. all times. Mm-hmm. In 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 most languages, I know that there's a few out there that still haven't been translated. Mm-hmm. Maybe little harder too but there are people out there still working on it most of us i can say all three of us here yeah probably have zero excuses <laughs> yes. if you're like me i grew up in a home where mm. there were bibles laid there were bibles everywhere mm. we even had one that was just a giant family bible that was mainly decorative house. Yeah. but it was still it was still scripture mm-hmm. there yeah. readily available if you needed it there's mm. there's really no excuse and so there is um as a christian 
you use you know talking about lifestyle changes if you are if you know you need uh better health so you go on a diet that's a lifestyle change what do you do you have to force it into a habit mm. right yes that's what you do so you're like Paul's i don't beat, he beat his body i, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. get i don't want to get up i don't want to get up super early and read scripture because mm-hmm. I, I just want to sleep in well you said if you have to set 50 alarms before the main one <laughs> yeah. get up yeah. and read you have mm. and then a Eventually, before you know it, you're getting up on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I know this oversimpl- can oversimplify it, but for me, at times when I come across th- uh, lifestyle changes like this that are difficult, I just think about how this is the very least I can do mm-hmm. for what Christ did for me on the cross. Yeah. I know I know that exactly. really. It just yeah. sets everything in place, yeah. and it kind of gives you a good starting point. I mm-hmm. think this is the least we can do and to honor Christ by what he did up for us on the cross. Hey, the NIV version says to make the most use of the time. Mm -hmm. So it's just another way of uh, reading what you just read in Ephesians Mm -hmm. to make the most use of your time. And if you think about it, and uh, it is what it is, but we ha- our days are numbered, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if our days are numbered, as Christians, we know that we believe that, then and, and then we live in that eternal mindset, much like mm-hmm. our previous magazine mm-hmm. discussed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then if that's the case, then we also need to know that we don't want to waste time. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not uh, time for vacation and a, a extended Sabbath, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't mean that you're stressed out because you're limited, mm-hmm. you know, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But the point is being intentional yeah. and prioritizing our time because exactly. it's not what I learned through uh, a discipleship uh, class that I uh, took and um, in the Bible school. And what I learned is that that it's not about making more time mm-hmm. for discipleship or which would encompass studying the scriptures and becoming a mature Christian. It's not about making more time. It's about prioritizing your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because if if your priorities are in order, you'll be less stressed. Mm-hmm. You'll uh you'll you'll get things get the things done that need to get done, mm-hmm. like reading the scriptures, like uh, growing in your faith. And so, just prepare for. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily a lack of time, but prioritizing your time. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I think Paul again uh, uh, speaks to this in First Corinthians uh, seven thirty two through three four. He says. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And then he goes on to talk about, I mean, in in some of his other letters too, how he prefers or he, his preference is that young Christians remain single. And, and I'll say that that's not necessarily God's preference. That was Paul giving some helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is, and this doesn't just apply to married men, this applies to anyone entering um, independent adulthood as a Christian, mm-hmm. because you are going to suddenly be concerned with things like making a living. Uh, you're going to be concerned with paying your taxes. You're going to be concerned with possibly raising a family. And let me tell you, I, I know, I know, Cedra, <laughs> I know, I know that just because you don't have a family doesn't mean that you just have all the time in the world. I oh, understand no, that. <laughs> your priorities just change <laughs> it, 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 when, it does. You, when you do have a family. Because when the baby needs a diaper change and the three-year-old really, really is hungry. I can't just ignore that. Yes. You know, yeah. that, yeah, exactly. that's something that is a priority, yeah. probably number three on the list, yeah, honestly. Exactly. So uh, these are things that come into your life when you are an independent adult and you as a Christian, you start need, you yeah. need to start preparing now before you get to that point. Mm-hmm. If you're still living in your uh, parents' house or if you're in college or uh, you're in those more early stages of adulthood you haven't quite 
gone out on your own yet. Mm-hmm. This is the time. And I, especially, I will say, especially if, say if you're 15 years old listening to this, mm-hmm. I wish I could go back in time yeah, yeah. and kick myself <laughs> for wasting yeah. Yeah. my teenage years. Amen. Absolutely wasting my teenage years. Don't I, do it. I think 99% of the people in the world can probably say the yeah. same thing. And yeah, You will be... So, so much more ahead if right now, if you're 15 years old, mm-hmm. right now, you don't even have your driver's license depending on where you live. Read the Bible every day. I mean, just yeah. just that, yeah. goodness gracious, yeah. that will set you so much further ahead. And not that it's a competition, but Paul does say it is a race. Yeah. And in the, 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 the scripture that you referenced briefly, um, he says that um, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 24 through 2 and 7, I'll just sort of uh, breeze over it. He says, do you not know that those who run a race, uh, who run in a race, all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it, meaning the, the prize. Mm-hmm. He says, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air or like, you know, pretending to box. He says, but I discipline my body and I bring it under, into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself have become disqualified. Mm discipline your body i mean yes your body also your spirit and your mind because especially now when you you do have more time as a 15 year old mm, you have you have all the time in the world yeah and not saying that you can't have fun but uh, don't yeah. spend hours I, on video games something <laughs> something that i have seen though is that and a lot of it i mean it it is the kid but a lot of it comes from the parent mm-hmm. side we're and there's nothing wrong with these activities. Oh, I mean, there's not. nothing mm-hmm. wrong with being on the football team or oh, being yeah, in band above, yeah. or being a part of a things. debate team mm-hmm. or whatever, all these things. But I've seen and these are kids that I, I went to public school and I would I also worked in retail when I was younger. And so when I was in high school, I would be working in a store and these moms of kids I knew from school, mm-hmm. I would seem just absolutely like they call ahead of time. So I'd have their stuff ready because they didn't have enough time because they had, you know, each of their kids in four or five different sports teams. Mm -hmm. And again, nothing wrong with that. But if it becomes, if it becomes your world revolves around that, Mm -hmm. then you you start to have a problem there. Yeah. Yeah. And and so many parents are like, I don't want my kids to to miss out on these opportunities. Maybe that they missed out when they Mm -hmm. were a kid. But I want to tell you, it's better that they never have fun Mm-hmm. Then that miss out on reading the Bible. Yeah, it, 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 you have to prioritize, like you said. You really that has to be a priority. Yeah, yeah, because once it's a priority in your life, it revolves around the things of God. Then those other areas will you'll see those as discipleship fields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll see those as an opportunity yeah. to yeah. be a witness. Oh, exactly. And and then your priority of that situation and those circumstances will change because that's what I began to do as I grew up in high school as i begin to use those areas mm-hmm. of influence yeah so when i was on the football field or i was i was on the baseball field or i was going to a movie with some friends mm-hmm. or whatever the entertainment i was doing was all the activities i was doing um i began to see those as a way of discipleship yeah a way to build relationships and grow yeah because yeah. I, I know you yeah. you were you were an athlete you were always an athlete right yeah, growing on the field up a lot. and yeah, then yeah. now you've got your own yeah kids. but we prioritized because we there was yeah we reached a point where we because uh, travel baseball requires you to miss a lot of when that depends on what age yeah. group you are you get up to 10 12 14 you start missing a lot it could mm-hmm. you could start missing a lot of sunday services right, right? yeah well, uh, my parents 
got with our coach at the time and we were all on the same page and so we played games most of the time during the midweek and then we if we played on the weekends it was occasional and right. so we there was uh, there was an occasional Sunday we missed, mm. but it wasn't like all right, guys, for the next four months you can just mark off Sundays, you know. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so there was that. Exactly. There, there was a regardless mm-hmm. of where you fall on either side of that, there was a there a, a, an, a um conscientious effort to go. Wait a minute, whatever we're about mm-hmm. to do here, let's think about this because we don't want to mm-hmm. end up, you know, missing. Yeah. You know the things that we should be prior. We don't want to exactly get our mm-hmm. priorities out of order. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think again, like speaking to parents. I mean, we've talked about this in the last episode, but I th- it bears bears saying again. Like, if you're a parent and you say, I mean, I have a, my oldest is a three, mm-hmm. but taking this opportunity right now to make sure he's living in a, in a house that's full of the scripture. So like he's, he's listening to Bible verses, you know, that's set to music and he, and the, the, the awesome, the, the most awesome thing in the world, he'll go around singing them and he doesn't know what it means, mm-hmm. but he, but he's doing that. And, and, and it, I told Anna, like that doesn't count as screen time. That's Bible time for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but doing that and take, taking your role as a parent, more than just a parent you're you are laying a spiritual foundation in a path that your child can then have easier access to the the realities of the gospel yes and and it's preparing their hearts to hopefully one day serve the lord yeah Mm. and you want to start and that is so if we go back i know there are Mm. a lot of young christians that are already married Mm. before they have made that decision and stuff and so it's even more important for mm-hmm. for them that you begin now mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. making that yeah choice mm-hmm. to get up every day spend time in the word mm-hmm. at some point in your day take and mm-hmm. i don't mean like read a couple verses and move on which is good to try to do that too yeah. when you can if but you like take time to actually yeah. sit down and mm-hmm. study yeah and spend time with god yeah. and i mean you can't save your children but you can I, i've mm-hmm. heard the the, uh, the the expression before you can pile up you know tender around their hearts so if the spark of the gospel comes yes. it lights easier yeah yeah and much easier <laughs> right. yeah, yeah yeah no that's so true and also too don't take advantage of uh there's a bunch of audio mm. uh teachings out there from a lot of really good pastors yeah. there's all kind of different ways now that they can fit in your schedule to be mm. continue to be pre- equipped mm-hmm. and prepared afr does that uh audio we have podcasts our shows are on engagemagazine.net there's a lot of good opportunities mm. but don't let those things take you away from sitting down and just reading the scriptures as they yeah. are and praying and make you know making 10 15 minutes out of the day you can read so much of the scripture in about 10 or 15 minutes yeah yeah and it, and it be and intentional it, yeah it, intentionality it, it, it requires you to sit down and to examine your life mm-hmm. how are you spending every hour of your day and you're and we're responsible for mm-hmm. each individuals i mean the bible does tell yeah. us we will give an account yeah we we're will give an account and that, that. I, I can't think of anything more scary can't blame anybody <laughs> yeah. don't blame anybody and absolutely so uh, with the 30 seconds that we have left we just want to say if you are a young christian i want to mm-hmm. my heart goes out to you if you're a young christian if you're a teenager you have no, this is the most time you will ever have in your life. Make the most use of it. Please dig in, you grab, grab your spiritual life by the horns and, and, and discipline yourself because you will thank yourself 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. I I promise you there's no time like today to share truth and apply scripture. (laughs) We will see you next week.